another episode of Who Gives a Hoot? Yeah. Is this Luke? It, is Luke back? What? It, was I gone? Wait. I don't listen to the pod. Was there an episode? There was. <laughs> yeah, there was. Barely. <laughs> there were birds there. Well, we got birds here. Uh, Hopefully and, they can hear them this time. We got good compliments on the birds. Well, uh, apparently, uh, according to some members of Greenville, birds aren't real. <gasps> Bastards. I know. I know. Well, There we, is the potential birds couldn't be real. Well, uh, I mean, the Union Omaha Owls are real. Uh, the team, the team that we're uh, that we are gonna, one of the teams we're gonna talk about today are actually named after fake birds. Fake birds. Well, let's um, let let's talk about this. But first, I'm joined by the imperfect Ryan Legrand. Accurate. That's an accurate <laughs> description. <laughs> and moderate producer. Riley Martin. Super producer Riley Martin. All right, if you got that ego. Oh, he, he <laughs> dropped the duper, so we're good. <laughs> All right, so we've got a real packed one, so let's get to it. Uh, Ryan, you want to start breaking down some news for me? Um, yeah, I think I think the biggest piece of news that we saw come out was the announcement of the USL Women's League. A round of applause. Woo! Um, now, I will say some of the criticism that came out, I'm going to get this out of the way because there's a lot of positive things about this, but the one criticism is that every women's league has to have a W in it, and it is the USLW, which yeah. is very on brand. But uh, This may be an unpopular opinion, but you've got USLC, you've got USL1, you've got USL2, you have USLA. It's their brand to USL something. Sure. So It fits their branding. I'll agree with that. I, I, I'm not saying that you should have to add the USLW or it be the W League, as they're they're calling it, um, which is the throwback to their earlier iteration of it. However, it does fit their branding. Now that one folded in 15, right? Uh, that like, was well. They they just re reused their uh, Twitter account, and the last tweets were from 2015. Okay, that's right. what, yeah, that's yeah. that's where I got that information from. So. When I clicked on their Twitter, yeah. and I was like, oh. Okay, and saw all the tweets from 2015 and before that. So they just resurrected an old name. Yeah, yeah. which is that's great. I mean, they already had it; they had the branding there. I, mean, I just, I just want to know, why does every women's league, the logo, why does it have to be purple? Like the WNBA, um, I, I brought it up in discussion. The there's a racing series over in Europe, the W series. It's purple. The USL Women's League is purple. My, my high school colors were purple. I'm a K State fan. That's purple. You know. You're a K State fan. K State. You're from Maine. How does that happen? Uh, my wife went to K State. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Shout out Susie. <laughs> yeah, Susie Rockstar. That's what we know. Yep. Uh, but ultimately, it's a good color. It's a good branding, and we've got eight teams confirmed and supposedly 30. My only concern is it being an amateur league. However, I think that's going to help us on the overall feasibility of the league getting up and running, changing it to a D2 pro league in a few years when the success of it, and not if, when right. the success of it is shown. I think uh, NWSL is a good example of showing that success, um, and I think it's going to be really hard. It would be hard to compete as even a lower division pro league, as little as the NWSL is now, as few teams as they have, 
to be able to then go in and compete that way. So I think it makes sense the, the way they're going about it. And honestly, selfishly, as in Omaha, I, I hope that it leads to us having an easier time getting a women's team here, um, no matter what they name it, because having it be an amateur team, we have Bellevue University, Creighton, UNO, UNL down in Lincoln, Iowa Western. We have a lot of teams around here that we can draw from that they would get that experience and play at a higher level. Yep. No, I, I'm 100% on board for Omaha getting a USLW team. Uh, I hope to see one for the 2022 launch. However, not holding my breath, I feel like we probably need a stadium, a designated soccer-specific stadium for Union Omaha, for the Union Omaha brand, Alliance Sports, uh, having... Isn't it more on brand for us to start a team the second year that the league's up? That's yep. true, yeah. And then take the league by storm. That's right, yeah. 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 But, you know, and just to... Uh, recall back to what you said a little bit previously um, is as alumni of Iowa Western um, nailed it. The you you are an uh, alumna. alumna. <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the talent pool mm-hmm. that that women's team brings in at Iowa Western Absolutely. is insane, and like you said, like the the the, ta- the talent pool overall of the women's game in our area is crazy. And so I think that giving those women the opportunity to go on to the next uh, stage and, you know, advance their career is incredible. And I would love to be able to support uh, the women coming from those programs to a, a Union Omaha team. I, I think, well, you know, yeah. if it's named Union Omaha. What, what I would love to do with this topic, because I think we could go a really long time on this topic, is uh, when we have that that little bit of a dead period in July between the, the game around the 4th and... Do you want to you want to bring on a friend of the pod? I think we need to bring on a friend of the pod and, and just, because I think we're going to have more details by then. Yeah. Um, well, just uh, for the sake of keeping this rolling as exciting as USLW is and as you said, we could run an entire pod on it. Let's uh, let's talk about what's coming up um, this, this Saturday um, since Riley's actually going to have this out on Friday this time. I've missed, like, two deadlines. Hey, that's two too many. That's about 10% of our podcasts this season, so... Not true. <laughs> We've had... I think this is our 18th episode, if I remember correctly. Uh, well, you just made the, the, the percentage... <laughs> I'm terrible at math, but I know that made your percentage worse. <laughs> but also, I'm unpaid, so cannot blame me. You're paid in love. I'm paid in the occasional beer. And hugs. <laughs> Occasional beer. <laughs> so what, what's uh, what's happening Saturday night at the park? So, uh, as most listeners will know, it is Pride Month, and Union Omaha is hosting their first Pride Night. Um, I believe their charity of choice is the same as Parliament's uh, Pride Raiser recipient, uh, P Flag. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. And no, that'll be a great time. Uh, Two dollar beers for the hour before kick. Uh, they're going to have a DJ. It seems like they're really stepping up their game for the second uh, home game of the season. Yeah. Um, really going to be an exciting thing. Looking forward to see what uh, what the team does to to recognize the LGBTQ plus community uh, within Omaha, um, especially with their new motto, One Means All. Absolutely. I think it's a fantastic opportunity for the team because the One Means All slogan 
only means as much as one means all until you show it, and this is their first opportunity to really show that. And so I'm really hoping yeah. that the team takes advantage I, of that opportunity, and you know, not just for marketing purposes, but to you know actually show their support for the LGBT um, QIA plus community. I I think uh, our ownership has shown last year with. Uh, with the George Floyd protests and with the Black Lives Matter movement, I, I think our uh, our ownership showed the ability to um, to support various projects. Um, last year, they didn't have the opportunity to do a Pride Night because we didn't start until July, so they didn't have that opportunity. So, I hope they knock this out of the park right away. No, de- definitely on that. Um, excited to see this as the essentially real start of the season um it's been over a month since the last game a lot more vaccinations a lot more people have a chance to be considered fully vaccinated um and i I think we're going to see a huge huge boost here and the team coming off a six game road stretch with uh some fantastic things we'll get into later uh we're we're going to see see a good turnout and boys excited to be home yeah excited for that tifo uh, tifo coming out uh, yeah. from omaha parliament i've seen a sneak peek of that that thing is awesome. paint blanket everyone's are calling it a paint blanket all right but, paint uh, blanket oh uh, no and i just wanted to take the opportunity to say that i'm so excited to be able to support our guys back at home um it, it's really that six game stretch um was obviously i mean obviously i'm not a player but I can imagine, you know, shout out all any players who are listening to us right now, but um, the the opportunity to come back and get that support from us and everyone that's going to be inside Warner Saturday night has just got to be such a rejuvenating thing for them to, to get that full support back behind them. Um, and I, I cannot wait to lose my lose my voice Saturday night. I, I only made two of those away games, and I'm still wiped. Only made two of them. Oh, <laughs> you got, yeah, the, the people that travel traveled well. We'll get to that. I, that's, a, that's a discussion right. point. Let's, uh, let's talk about this, um, what was it, week eight, week seven? I can't even keep up because we played. So I, hey, we played. We games. went from we we played a team that we were two games that had two games on us, and then we then we turn around and are two games up on Greenville now. So it's I'm confused. So, um, so team of the week. Let let's let's mention the the person who seems to make team of the week every week that we play. Dami Aviator. Yeah, yeah, Dami every every team of the week. It doesn't also, matter. Is can it I really just, team of the week without Dami? No, no, it's not. And can I just say, with an hour left in voting, Dami had like a 6% lead for player of the month. And then when voting finished, he got beat by like 7% by a Fort Lauderdale player. That doesn't seem strange to anyone. Do you do you know where a lot of Russians vacation? <laughs> <laughs> just... just just putting out some uh, some I'm, hypotheticals. There. I'm really glad that we both had the Russian thought in our head, Luke. Well, <laughs> that's where my brain went. I mean, I'm not going slow. I'm <laughs> Russian. <laughs> All right, um, but further to the point, Emir Alihudjic took team of the week this week, yeah. as well as something we'll break down further. Uh, Emir, as I like to refer to him as Trialist Number One. Um, <laughs> I feel bad for Trialis number one next year. <laughs> He's going to have to live up to some yeah. big expectations. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it, Emir came in uh, with some big hype, and 
No, he hasn't been a consistent starter. Yeah. However, he's been a consistent presence on the field. Absolutely. And lending a lot of great seniority and just great skill on and off the ball. I think the fact that Amir can be sat every other match, essentially, and not start just shows the depth we have in midfield. And to bring him on in any match where he can be a game-changer like that just shows that we have a lot of guys like that in the midfield. And it's that, that having Toby back on top of that just makes me feel really good about where our midfield sits. I have never seen someone so happy to be back. Oh, yeah. Like, How many guys play with a smile on their face? Um, Toby. 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 <laughs> like, like literally running around with a smile on his face. It doesn't happen often. I mean, I, I believe as the saying goes, do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. It's true. And, you know, I think the um, – I'm sure we're, we're going to get into the Madison game, but uh, – we got a game before that. That's yeah. true. That, that one was kind of huh? – Yeah. But a, a, a performance well-deserved for Team of the Week in that game. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can basically chalk up two goals to it. I mean, the first one – it wouldn't have, the own goal wouldn't have happened unless he was there. So, yeah. oh, and it wouldn't have been an own goal if it'd gone through. True. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But so, do we want to? We've kind of skirted around TFC two. Should we but, talk about the first since it happened first? I we we got to talk about the first. Yeah, that's um, the most fuzzy. If I keep going, yeah. well, I, I will say that today, just to prep for this, I I just watched the highlights because too much has happened in between. Some of us work day jobs. Uh, some of us did it on their lunch break in between Zoom meetings. Lunch breaks? You get those? No. Uh, sorry. They can't. <laughs> this is not a visual medium. They didn't see my lunch break. My air quotes. Yeah, I was going to say, some of us just do it while they're working. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Um, I, so I'll start with the first thing I noticed at the start of this match was um, our, our defense just kind of looked out of sorts. I don't know. Kevin started in goal. Uh, we had Jake starting on the back line. I don't know if that threw off some of the communication. There were a couple uh, times where there's one in particular. Can, I can literally picture it right now in my brain. Uh, the shot coming in, Kevin saves it. It ricochets off Dalton's butt. Kevin essentially takes Dalton's legs out just to jump on the ball, and they just looked all out of sorts for a minute there. I, I do want to say Dalton stepped up. Uh, not not just with the beauty that yeah. he, he had later in the game, but he stepped up on that defensive line, Absolutely. taking a leadership role that you know was just amazing. He he led that uh, that center defense. He gave that confidence that was needed, especially with Kevin being in there for his first uh, regular season game with Union yeah. Omaha. Um, Jake coming back in at center back, which he hadn't been in since was that the start of the 2020 season? Uh, I did. I believe he started against Tormenta in Georgia, and that's when that's when uh, that's when Jay switched both center backs out at halftime. Yep. And brought in brought back in the other two. So. Yeah. And, and I, I think um, Dalton just. I mean, he didn't stand on his head, but he. Yeah. He did amazing on that back line, uh, solidifying it in a way that uh, that we we needed. And, yeah. and we saw. I I don't think I've said this on the pod, but I've said it a lot to you know people in Parliament. Is 
Mr. Knutson's passing display in the opening game was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't put a pass out of place against Tormenta in the season opener. And we've kind of started to see that in these last two games where he's able to mm-hmm. really open up the midfield and the attack uh, and start those quick attacks that Jay Mims really loves by getting those passes I, going. I am going to say it probably had something to do with the fact that out of the people watching from the back of their vehicles in uh, in Arizona, <laughs> I think 50% of them or more were friends or family of Union Omaha, um, meaning we had the home field advantage. Yeah. Well, yeah. Considering that Toronto was playing in Arizona has now moved to hey, what you, Florida. What are, you, what are you talking about? Canada doesn't exist. It's not a real place. Well, they were also, in Toronto South, right? That's what it's Toronto <laughs> yeah, South. They may be in Florida now, but they did have Michael Bradley in attendance tonight. Yeah, tonight on, on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. um, what did you guys think of Toronto's goal? Unfortunate, but good. Yeah, I, I, it was. It was. It's a tough goal to give up. Yeah, Kevin looked like he looked like he was going for the cross, and then when the header came the other direction, he was of two minds of which way to go. And I think he just got stuck on an island of what do I do? And it just is one of those things that. Had he not worried about the cross, he probably would have saved the header. Um, but it was it was a well-worked play. I mean, yeah. I'll give Toronto credit. There was good interchange to set up the goal. The cross was really nice. Um, Toronto played a good match. Yeah, I, I, they're a surprise they're, team to me. Well, they just signed two new players today, uh, Wednesday. Well, they got loaned two players from the first team. Yeah. Um, that but, is not why Michael Bradley was at the match. Though. No, but that just shows... They've got more depth than anyone's necessarily giving them credit for. Um, as I've been saying, they, their players that were signed with them in 2019, they didn't unsign them in 2020. Right. They loaned them out to get more, more experience with uh, Scottish Premier League, with uh, Canadian Premier League. Right. They, they were out there playing, uh, even if they weren't playing in the USL. And then they, you know, have a high draft. Was a number one draft pick, right, McLaughlin? Yeah, playing for him as well, and he's been playing at a high level. I mean, he's yeah. he's showing why he was that draft pick for them. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, Riley, why don't you go to the next bullet point there? Can you read? <laughs> of course, I can read. Uh, so, wh- what do we think about the substitutions that were made in the game, and did they make the difference in the match? Toby. Uh, so I tweeted this. I also posted on Discord. That was my test run on Discord. But uh, Devin Boyce went from, I remember last year with the uh, New England match, the very first inaugural match, we all went, who the hell is this guy starting? Who's this Devin Boyce guy? To um, now he is kind of considered, I, I think almost considered undroppable. Um, the fact that Toby and Devin came in and completely changed the energy of that match yeah. made all the difference. Devin's energy and the way he plays on the field is 100% irreplaceable. I don't think Jay Mims could find another player who brings what Devin Boyce brings to the pitch. I think he could, but it would take, again, that season of finishing. And at this point, we can't afford to spend a season finishing a guy. And we don't need to spend a season finishing a guy. Uh, Listen, I, as, as someone who the very first player that... I talked to on the team was Devin Boyce and it was during a match 
Um, <laughs> did he shout boom in your face? He didn't, but I, t- <laughs> awesome. Listen, I, I did tell him that if he scored a goal, or not if he scored a goal, but if the team scored a goal off a corner, that he... Because he was taking the corner, and I was I was sitting there field side right right on the corner flag. That I would put his name on the back of my kit, and you know, the, it was in the Tormenta match last year at home, and the team ended up scoring kind of sorta off of that corner. Um, and so I'm pretty sure I owe Devin Boyce uh, his name on the back of my kit, uh, my black kit. We we owe Devin Boyce a lot. Yeah, because, we do. <laughs> you know, last year we've talked about it where we had the Toby thing where you know it took. A, a long time to get Toby here. A lot of guys ended up playing that I don't think anybody expected to play because of that. And Boyce is one of those guys that he took that opportunity and he has run with it. And he's shown why he needs to be in that starting 11. Um, if not every match, almost every single match. Yeah, and I, I think Devin has... He makes an impact no matter if he's starting, coming off the bench... Like wherever he is on the field, no matter the point in the match, he's gonna make a difference for the team. He he brings that energy in the way Elma brings that energy yeah. as a late sub. Um, I am going to say this though, no offense to Elma, Devin's first touch is significantly improved, and it he's becoming a terror in the midfield of getting the ball off of him. Absolutely. Uh, Great, great improvement there. Love to see it. But let, let's... Okay, so you brought it up earlier. The beauty from Dalton. Okay, hold on, hold on. No, no, oh. Because Luke owes somebody a case, right? Yeah. Well, you owe two people cases, but we'll get to the second one here in a little but, bit. So, no, I would just like to say as... I mean, apparently players on our team can't use their feet. As a, They don't need to. As, <laughs> they win the back of that either way. As Dalton's number two fan on the team, shout out Camille. She's definitely the number one fan of Dalton. I don't know. She critiques him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's what good significant others do. As the number two fan of Dalton on the team, uh, that, I mean, I was running around Rathskeller like a chicken with my head cut off. I was, he finally scored. Like I, I was so happy for him, and you could tell that the team rallied around him after he scored. They were elated. For well, him. it's technically his second goal of the season. Yeah, yeah. Is it, First was that was it in New England? He scored yeah. a bicycle. Yeah, bicycle in New England, and he was offsides. <laughs> That's just because he's so damn tall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the sides couldn't keep up with him. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, fantastic play to just accentuate his brilliance in defense as he tied up the game and we we went on to to pull level after a miserable loss well it, miserable that's miserable. that's a that's rescuing a point yeah you know and that's that's the stuff you do on the road in a long season yeah. and that's well, that, that's the difference between six games in a row exactly yeah on, on the, the fifth road. game getting a yeah. point that's and you know that point is the different. Those sorts of things can be the difference between getting that first round by in the playoffs in the fall and having to play in the first round. Well, and as we'll talk about, I'm sure with the next match, um, this being the first time we've ever seen Toronto. Uh, and Jay it's, can it's pronounced Toronto. Tr- Toronto. Toronto. Uh, I believe you don't pronounce the second T. I think it's just oh, Toronto. Oh, I think it's just uh, that team that's supposed to be up north, but they're really in the south, but now they're in the southeast. The we north-south team? 
They, we don't know where they are, actually. Um, they they actually... Well, actually, they were in the west, and now they're in the east. Yeah, well, that sounds like an MLS Pick a thing. cardinal direction. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we know that Jay knows how to adjust after he's seen a team. And we'll talk about that with the next match, too. But, you know, I, I, think, that, I think that now that he's seen them, I think that match is going to look a lot different uh, this the second time around. Um, the, the last thing that I had on this one was... Something the team even highlighted, I think, multiple times on Twitter and on social media was Kevin's huge save in the ninety. Oh, that minute. didn't even make a contention. Yeah, not like, even a, not even a sniff of save of the week. But even saved, though it was save of the week, yeah, saved a. I mean, literally saved the difference between going home with zero points and going home with something. And also, other than Rashid's save in Greenville, it's it was it's the best save in USL so far this year. I mean, full we're, we're not biased or anything. Hey, hey, Rashid, if you're listening, which it was better. Yeah, it was. It, it was. That was a hell. That of was save. a clinical save. It was huge. It rescued us from having a loss to a losing streak, and yeah. and also that there's a reason why he's he's on the bench as. We don't choose losers for uh, the the keeper who's challenging for the first spot. No, no, uh, no. I mean Sam Howard got save of the month last year, save of the week, save of the month uh, when he was our our backup keeper. Kevin pulls that monster save. Just, I mean, oof. even even if you take the implications out of it, and you just solely talk about the technical ability that he showed making that save that's the kind of thing you see in Europe that was on another level I mean it shows why he played in Colombia uh, well let's get into that next game uh, Madison versus Union Omaha we actually you know I think we know someone who was at the game I do know someone that was at the game yeah Dalton was at the game he oh yeah he was yeah Shido was at the game. Boy, there's a lot. There's yeah, like I mean, 11 wait. or 18 guys somewhere in there. Yeah, I mean, there were, I think there were actually 20. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, 18 of them were at least, uh, we're, we're featuring. How many, uh, How many? I'm going to go to our last bullet point just because we, we had some traveling fans again. We had fans that traveled to Greenville. Uh, how many people ended up in Madison? Do you know? I know we had a pretty decent group. I want to say 15. That's, that's really good. I mean. I mean, considering that they weren't giving up blocks of tickets um the fans who were up there were put into a uh, general admission area with terrible view uh, apparently still better than the the camera view well yes accurate uh, um but it was it was definitely a interesting environment uh a number of the Madison uh, folks in the area were not so fond of the 90 minutes of hell <laughs> those those fans brought. You guys, uh, you guys had the the bucket drums, right? Oh yeah, oh I loved it. Um, what I find interesting about what USO has done with our schedule with Madison is the first three matches are Wednesday, Sunday, Friday. Now Friday. Somebody could take off a Friday from work. Tra- Madison could travel to Omaha. Yep. That makes sense. But a Sunday match really makes it tough on Omaha fans well, to travel to Madison. That, that's the same thing that happened with Greenville. Absolutely. Um, it, it, 
honestly, it's because there's only one game on a Sunday, right. and you want to highlight that game. Uh, the Wednesday game was unfortunate, but you know, well, Madison had to play catch up on matches too because yep. they started. They're the almost the long, last team, right? Yeah, Toronto, Toronto had, yeah. was the only last one. Well, so. and that was that was Madison's what fourth game in ten days or something like that, somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, sure. You, you can say that it was tough for them, but, but. I, I, I just want to—I I just think it's awesome now that um, now that we get—we're getting people fully vaccinated. We have people that are able to travel. Um, I think it's fantastic that we were able to have that many fans. Um, so the, the first bullet point I had on there, this—this this is kind of a callback to something Ben and I talked about on the last pod. Wait, um, you did a pod? Yeah, uh, the one that Luke didn't listen to, or Riley technically, because even though he uh, he produced it, he just uh, threw it together. So luckily, we didn't say horrible things about anybody. I checked with the guys. I asked if we, there we was didn't anything. say anything bad about terrible uh, about terrible coaches. Anyway, um, <laughs> Ben and I talked about the eyeball test with Madison, with with how the boys looked against Madison. I say we passed the eyeball test better. This time, watching the game back. 100%. Now, I had to end up watching the game fully back because I was moving into my new home, and uh, congratulations! I was, thank you. I was catching like bits and pieces of the match. Uh, essentially, I missed the equalizer. I just came back to my phone, and I was like, "Oh, Madison scored." So, um, but what I could it see, wasn't very noteworthy. Yeah, fair, but but from what I could see, we we looked like we were pressing harder. We looked like we were uh, controlling the midfield better, and so I, I think that the the team that Jay put together looked like they were more cohesive. We didn't have match. those lazy turnovers that we had yeah. in the previous. Well, and I, we it had thirty percent of possession. We didn't have a chance for lazy turnovers. No. But but the reality the reality is, uh, and I think the announcer said it during the match too on uh, on the broadcast was, you could tell that that the team was settled, and Jay said. We know what our hotel situation is like. We know what the field is like now. We know what to expect. We know what the locker rooms are like. And you could tell that they all of that was gone, and they just went out and played. Yeah. No, I, I think um, they definitely came up there with a different sense coming off of that tie. Yeah. Um, they were greeted coming off the bus by fans in Madison. Awesome. It Who was were a, those fans? Uh, there were a number of them. But, you know... It, you can check out some reels on Instagram uh, about that. Cup full of Abby, right? Or was it on Parley? I think it was on Parley. I think it was both, actually. Yeah. 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 But shout out Abby. Yep. Yeah. Any event, they they went up there. They knew that there were fans. They knew what was happening. Uh, Jay had a great great tactical plan for them. The boys executed it well, mm-hmm. played the kind of soccer that we we need to play on the road where we don't possess. Shout out to Ben. Uh, <laughs> and Lots of shout outs. This hey, I can't wait for that. This is going to sound terrible. I can't wait for that data dump because I think yep. that it's going to, to compare the two, it's going to look. Shout out data dump. Shout out data. Hashtag data dump. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, it really was the kind of soccer we play best on the road best when we're not playing on that small field that we have mm-hmm. yes we have a small field uh, but that being able to counter mm-hmm. and just counter successfully 
being able to contain, which our defense did exceptionally well for a second game in a row, Absolutely. Uh, being led there by by Dalton, Dami, Sosa, and Kroll. Mm-hmm. You know, just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. We had some great opportunities that led to Emir being instrumental in our first goal. Yeah, uh, so own goal or not? Own goal or not? Um, I'd have to get a better camera angle, but unfortunately <laughs> that doesn't exist in Madison. Because from the only camera angle that we had, that I, at least I saw, which was the main camera angle, it looks like the Madison defender blasted in the back of the net. Yeah. Um, I, I guess we could always ask Amir if he wanted to come in, come on the pod and uh, describe, describe I think any happened. guy will take a brace. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I mean, regardless, if it hadn't hit the Madison defender, it would have been an Amir goal. Oh, absolutely. That was going in either way. Uh, Amir, as we saw later in the game, has a clinical finish. Um, he knows how to find the back of the net. Yes. Well, we've already done a little bit on Madison's equalizer. Nothing particularly noteworthy. Yeah. It wasn't any Blame. major breakdown in our defense. I, Keegan took on two guys and, and shot. I mean, it was a yeah. nice shot. I mean, he shot a shot. It was yeah. It, it was it was what strikers are brought in to do. Yeah. I mean, it's why you bring in a uh, old Greenville player. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't if you can't beat him, sign him. Yep. There might be another coach in the in the league that does things like that. Yep. Um, we'll uh, we'll we'll get there eventually. Uh, Amir's game winner. Oh. Wow. So, I, honestly, the thing that was like to me that was the most beautiful was Boyce's cross. Oh my mm. god! Because it was it was pretty much pinpoint. You mean point. Sosa's? Yeah. That. Yeah, uh, sorry. No. No. That. That poor just, announcer. That that announcer did not know what was going on because the camera angle was so bad. He did. He's in he Tampa. did correct himself did. in the replay, which I appreciated, but. But Boyce definitely did a Dami impression right that, there. Wow. That service was beautiful, and all Amir had to do was redirect it. Yeah. I mean, it. it's the perfect It's the perfect type of goal that you have where you get good service, and all you need is the person yeah. to get a touch on it. And that's all he did. No, and boy, did he ever. Oh. He just put that right in, and we kept it locked down the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, that's a win. That's yeah. three points we brought back from Madison. After going up there with three points, we took them back. So how m- we came back with what? Eleven out of eighteen? Was that what we came back with? Does that sounds eleven to thirteen? Well, it, uh, no, no, because it's it was six matches, so it's eighteen possible points. I, Eleven out of eighteen. So yeah, we only we only dropped only two ties. Yep. and one loss. Yeah, um, and we so avenged the one loss. Wouldn't that be thirteen? That wouldn't be eleven. Oh my gosh! All right, Iowa. None of us are math gentlemen. Great at soccer, terrible at math. I didn't take a math class while I was there. Uh, (laughs) As we said, terrible at math. Um, Yes, you did. You never showed up to the math class. Oh, that's true. Good thing I I have full control over this, and no one's ever going to hear this. Now, now here's the 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 hard part about we are top of the table after that win. Uh, the hard part is we have two matches on Greenville now because of how the schedule's laid out. Yeah, because they get an international break. Yeah, apparently. To give up seven goals to China. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Seven goals. Seven goals to China. Um, China. <laughs> All right. That. So soccer podcast. <laughs> Go ahead and edit that one out. Um, no, that's one. That one's staying. So yeah, I. <laughs> 
I mean, for a six-game road stretch, come home with 11 points off that road stretch. Huge. That, that never happens in soccer, that long of a road stretch. It only happens when you play in a baseball field with a minor league baseball team who has a bunch of home games early in their season. Yep. Um, all right, Luke. I don't know if you want it or not. Yeah, I'm taking it. We, we set some time aside I'm for taking that it. rant. I'm taking it. Go. All right. TFC 2, expecting more cards. Um, looking at the history of that ref, was a very heavy carding. It had been a red card at almost every time he'd been a center ref. Yep. Was more or less happy with how things went there. Um, some poor calls, but that's the league. We're, we're finally getting more of, a, more of a stretch. Our guys are knowing what to deal with. Nothing atrocious. Madison... It was her first game as a center ref. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, off air, I was talking to Riley. I'm gonna just cut in really. I thought she did a really good job for no for uh, centering. For I mean, the first there time. there were some tough calls that she may have called poorly. However, that's a very difficult environment uh, to keep a level head in. Mm-hmm. And she did a great job. Handed out cards where needed, and there were a lot of yellows, but. She handed that amount as needed. As she was coming off the field there, uh, gave her a shout-out as... And, you know, she... Everybody, all the refs always come off stone-faced. Absolutely stone-faced. And she just breaks out laughing and smiling. That's awesome. Like, yeah, that's yeah. great. I love I it. Mean, you know, I, at least with Parliament, and I know there's, it probably happens everywhere else, where when the ref makes a bad call, uh, male or female... There, bullshit. There, there's, bullshit. There's yeah. bullshit. That, bullshit. There's fans that yell, sir, sir, or ma'am, ma'am. And that is the least I have ever heard it at a watch party. No, and she she did call a very good game. As I said, it was a loud environment. Uh, that's a very tough environment, player and ref, and did a very good job. That's a very difficult field to have your first yep. your position. However... If you go to Orlando and call like that, you will get chewed out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I I think that good that, thing she won't have to go to Orlando. Uh, no, that's where TFC Two is playing. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> so the thing the thing is that uh, Omaha and Madison is becoming the chippy rivalry. I mean, players even Don't last use year that word with those two names. No, they're not a rival. Fair enough. They're one that we should just be besting. That okay, fair. But it's two teams that. They, they they really get after each other, and so for her to, I, I thought it was evenly called yeah. both ways. So I, I there were there were times where she called play on that I was like okay. There was times where she called play on for both sides. I was like eh, maybe you should have called that a foul, but it moved on. Um, wow. Hopefully no one caught that. Um, Jeez, Riley. <laughs> that, so um, that's called a Jake break on a semi. In case you heard that. Um, do we? I. So we got Baby Rebs Part D coming up. Um, any any previous stuff we want to talk about with that? Uh, there will be a chicken fired from a bow and arrow. Yes. Well, Charlie, the, the well, chicken Charlie will be, be there. there. Uh, it is very possible there will be some tiger blood. Yes. Do you um, understand anything we're talking about right now, Ryan? I'm so lost. Okay. Don't don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. I don't mean, worry I know, about um, just I know who Charlie they, Sheen they is beat, and his trials and tribulations. They beat us last time they were here at yeah. Werner Park. I'm worried They're about this one. They're the last one player that scored a goal for them, though. That, that is true. 
I'm worried about it. I'm not that worried about it. I think our guys have a better handle on the field. Um, I think we're going to come out 2 nothing on this. And I believe Parliament is bringing out a trumpet. Oh, so it's I wasn't gonna, aware of this, but this is amazing. It, it's going to be... Are trumpets league approved? They are now. I mean... No one from the league listens to this podcast. Vuvuzelas are happening. Let's give do it. One. Give me one. Give they me one. They were only a band last year because of people that didn't... Don't work. Hey, don't worry. Vuvuzelas, every game, Werner Park, totally allowed. I... I, I would be... Is that confirmed? Don't know. We don't know. We said it. <laughs> we have said it is law. I would only be worried about this match if we weren't coming off a six-game road stretch where these boys are going to be amped to be playing in front of the home fans again. I, I think that they, they're going to do everything in their power not to have a draw or a loss in this Well, match. we've well, had a couple injuries that may or may not have been reported. Um, it seems like everybody should be back up and running. And if they're starting... With a home crowd behind them, yeah. At a night a night match, We're, I mean, that's under the lights. Yeah, everything's everything's setting up for. Yeah, and, and it, they're trying to get the crowd juiced beforehand with a DJ and cheap beer and free rides on the uh, on the carousel. So I will be on the carousel before with the match. cheap beer with cheap beer. <laughs> with cheap beer. So if anyone wants to come meet me, perfect. I'll be on the carousel before the game. That is that is a that's a perfect uh, recipe. Um, again thinking we're going to try and let Revs possess and I think Toby's going to get the sixth start I think JP gets a brace ooh I think JP's taking both sorry Greg parallel Uh, header ooh yes yeah yeah parallel header if he gets a parallel header you have to buy him two cases no I've already bought him his case I I don't care I've already bought him technically two cases I think Greg Hurst gets a goal in the game I, right. He needs. He's it. due. He's due again. I mean, that's strikers. You get streaky sometimes. I think he's due for another one. I'm, I mean, especially having to go back on the road after Saturday. If Evans, if Evans back in the starting lineup, I think we're good. Yeah, uh, I, I think we're going to be looking very strong on the offense, mm-hmm. and our defense is going to be with, with Toby there. I mean, we saw the influence he had last season. Absolutely. Um, on that note, we we got to wrap it up. Uh, bar is closing. It's I, closing time. I actually think we do have some quick fan questions that we garnered from Discord last night. I, I, maybe just uh, the one big one. Um, from, from CJ, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Um, so just one quick rapid fire one and then one good question. Yeah. How hot was it in Madison and how many beers did you consume, Luke? It was real damn hot. Uh count of beers. Luke doesn't count as beers, so it doesn't matter. I had my first and my last. Yeah, there we go. It's <laughs> <laughs> all matters. Alright, and then the, the one question then the uh, we can dig into just a little bit here. Who has Greenville's number? Who's who's going to beat them? Who's going to be the first team to beat them? Omaha in October. No. Uh, North Texas. You think they're going to lose this weekend? I do. Um, Even though the league ranked them 11th in the power rankings this week? North Still. Texas at home. Yeah. Here's the thing. North Texas doesn't take their good players on the road with them. No. And then they, they start them all in the and matches. MLS has had a rest week. They're trying to get some guys some minutes. Yeah. Like, this is going to be a North Texas win. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. I think we have uh, we have one last question, though, don't we? Yep. All right. Who gives a hoot? We, we do! do!